It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Happy February, everyone. Man, January flew by. Uh, So did this weekend. We have a ton of things to talk about that went down this weekend. The main thing, the Tigers landed the first grad transfer of the Brian Harson era. Eku Liotta, a defensive end from Northwestern. We'll also discuss my thoughts on him, as well as a chat with Eli Karp of Inside NU about Eku Liotta. An interesting player tweet, as well as Auburn basketball's outing against Baylor. So, first things first, Eku Liotta, listed at 6'4", 250. He is a former three-star recruit. From Asheville, North Carolina, was a redshirt sophomore from uh, from Northwestern last year when he played, and uh, he's a grad transfer, so he's going to be able to play right away. And also, if he wants to ignore the eligibility from this COVID year last year, he'll have three years of eligibility. Um, is my understanding on that? Also, uh, he had ten tackles for a loss, as well as six and a half sacks over the last. Two seasons. I think it's a solid player. I think it's a solid get for Brian Harson's team. So let's look at some of the pro football focus numbers for Eku Liotta. He lined up primarily outside of the tackles last year, played 272 total snaps last season. He played 84 outside of um, LEO, is what pro football has it listed at, but outside of the tackle on the left side, and then 77. REO outside um, of the tackle on the right side. He put his hand in the dirt. He also stood up. And uh, according to Pro Football Focus, his best games were against Nebraska and Iowa. I watched some tape and some videos on YouTube of some of those games. And I'm going to be honest, I had a really hard time finding his reps and finding his snaps and there were some uh, some shots where I'm like, I think that's him, but I can't tell. So, all in all, like he had limited playing time, but he was in, in a lot of key pass rushing situations, and I think that's exactly what Auburn needed. He had a very decent 
first step. You could tell that a little bit more when his foot, when his hand was on the ground, which is a little interesting. Um, I thought he looked a lot more comfortable when his hand was on the ground, but there are only like 20 snaps that I found where I'm like very confident that was him because some of the angles, you just couldn't tell if there was a 55 or not, but definitely a better pass rusher than a run stopper according to Pro Football Focus. And in 2019, his pass rush grade was a 72.6. Then last year, we went down to a 65.6. But all in all, this guy could be a really solid, pure pass rusher for the Auburn Tigers. And we've talked about this before. You know, you saw guys like Derek Hall benefit to some extent on third and long. But you kind of wanted more of that. You wanted more of what we saw Carl Lawson do. Jeff Holland was probably the best at it, you know, in his last 10 years. As far as when you knew the other team was passing the football, who was going to step up and at least impact the quarterback to some level? And I think this guy's got a chance of that. His build at 6'4", 250 definitely could garner some of that attention. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what that looks like. You know, we talked about Nick Eason being hired as a new defensive line coach with uh, with defensive uh, or NFL background on the defensive line. Maybe that has something to do with it because you see guys that are 6'4", 250 edge rushers get their name called in the NFL draft all the time. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so who does this impact as far as playing time on the defensive front? Assuming he's going to be in the rotation to some extent, which I'm sure some of that had to be promised because I imagine several guys, several programs wanted a guy like uh, Eku Leota. You know, what does this mean? Because I think he's going to play on the defensive front. I don't see him in on running snaps a whole lot, just at 6'4", 250 with his hand in the dirt and a 3-4 defense. Even a 4-3 defense, I don't really see him at defensive end unless it's on a third and long situation where you know he's going to pass the football. The guy played very little linebacker as far as where he lined up according to Pro Football Focus last year. But you look at a guy like Dre Butler. Could Dre Butler line up at defensive end in pass rushing situations? I don't know. I don't know. Would Leota have a better chance of doing that than a guy like Dre Butler? Possibly probably you saw Butler come on a little bit towards the end of the season, but he's definitely a better run defender than Eku. Is he going to be a better pass rusher? Probably not. As of right now, if I had to guess, I would say probably not. Zakevius Walker is another guy where it's like, you assume that he has a chance of the ability to scoot inside if you need him to. Um, but if for some reason he's lined up a defensive end, that would make sense on running downs, but not passing downs. So you look at some of these guys on like third and six. Do you want Dre Butler in or do you want Leota in a defensive end? And I think you're going to see Leota. Derek Hall, does it impact him? I don't think so. I think you want him in every third and long situation for you know every relevant snap this season. That's just kind of where I'm at um, with that. Then you look like Jaron Handy. Is he impacted? I just don't think we know as much about Jaron Handy as we would like to. We're going to talk about Jaron Handy in a second. He had an interesting tweet. Um, that, that came up. We'll talk about that after uh, our conversation with Eli. But all in all, I think it's been it's, it's a very interesting signing. I think it makes a ton of sense. And it kind of came out of nowhere. But it's, I mean, you see guys like this transfer away from Auburn all the time where it's like they're the tier two defensive players 
on your roster and they just want a chance to go somewhere else. Now, you haven't seen a ton of those guys, and none are really coming to mind right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 205-502-4285 to be a part of the show. But something that, I don't know, just a situation where it's like they're not really getting the playing time. Byron Cowart comes to mind. Byron Cowart, as far as, you know, he's not getting the play time. Then he transfers to Maryland. Played good enough to get him drafted by the New England Patriots. So it's like, can, can Leota be that guy for Auburn? Because we haven't really seen that wave of guys come in as much as we've seen those guys go out. That's just kind of my gut reaction to it. So all in all, I think it's great. I think it's great for Harson. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. We talk about it all the time. It's the best place to bet in the world, on the internet, whatever. All your NFL, Super Bowl, prop bets, they're there. We got another week, folks. This crazy football's over in just a few days. It's sad. It's very, very sad. But betonline.ag is the place where you can enjoy this week to the fullest. And it's the only place that has you covered. And it's the only place that we trust across the Locked On Podcast Network. Betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Joining us now on the show, Eli Carp with Inside In You. Man, appreciate you hopping on for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a lot of snow here in Chicago, but otherwise, can't complain. Sure, sure. It's been kind of funny how uh, over the last month or so, Auburn and Northwestern, two teams that don't normally cross paths a whole lot, have now uh, obviously played in the bowl game. Northwestern had Auburn's number. But now a, uh, a defensive end from Northwestern has transferred to Auburn, Eku Leota. Was this expected? Did you guys expect him to transfer and leave the program to go somewhere else, or is this kind of a surprise? I, I think Eku was kind of, I think, the biggest surprise of, of all of the transfers or people who at least put their name in the portal, you know, in the couple of weeks, at least following the Big Ten championship game, because there was no real prior signs that, you know, maybe he was unhappy or that, you know, he would need to go elsewhere for playing time. He emerged as arguably Northwestern's best pass rusher. Yeah. And so, you know, I think he, he led the team in sacks this year, so it was surprising to hear, you know, for him to, to see his name in the portal. And, and there was a, a good period of time where nothing had really happened. We hadn't heard any news about it. And, um, you know, by that point, there were some inklings that maybe he'd want to come back. You know, Tom Duke Miller for Northwestern, who opted out of the season this year, He's coming back now, so they, you know, there there were some thoughts out there that, you know, maybe maybe everyone would try to run it back for a year and Eku would have second thoughts. But, you know, in any case, he, he's arguably, I mean, unquestionably Northwestern's biggest loss of this offseason. So, what kind of role did he play? You talked about him being a, a top pass rusher. Of some of the the highlights in the film that's on YouTube for Northwestern, you know, I watched um, 
Pro Football Focus had the game last year against Iowa and Nebraska as his best games, and he still saw limited action, it seems like. But what kind of role does he play as far as, you know, what exactly he does on the defensive line? Yeah, I'd actually say that his game against Purdue the week after it was week four was, I would call that his best performance of the season. He absolutely took over that game, multiple sacks, forced a fumble, um, really was just kind of like men against boys in in that match against the Boilermakers. Um, You know, I think you find he's very athletic, super athletic, um, very good pass rusher, struggles struggles a bit against the run. and Northwestern did struggle, especially against mobile quarterbacks this year, uh, in part due to their scheme, but certainly he's, uh, he's not devoid of that per se. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a little inconsistent as well. I'd say that's probably one of his bigger flaws is that you see he has really impressive games like the, the two you mentioned. The Purdue one, you know, comes to mind immediately for me. He also had a, a really good game against Wisconsin. But then towards the end of the season, he, you know, you just kind of miss him, and he wasn't he wasn't nearly as prevalent or making as much, uh, you know, disruption, you know, toward in in the latter few weeks of the season. So I, I mean, I would say he's a very a good pass rusher. Again, still what I think many would call a raw talent. He's just got he's got the tools. It's just can he develop them all? And I think between you know this year showed a ton of development, which is why. I think a lot of Northwestern fans thought we can't wait for next year yeah. and, and the year after. I mean, he's got three years of eligibility remaining with, you know, the extra COVID year. So there is continued plenty of room for continued growth. Sure. With what I saw from Eku, he, he put his hand on the ground some. He also stood up on the edge from time to time. Is that a scheme thing in Northwestern kind of tells the guys what to do? Do they have the ability to choose what they want to do when they line up outside the tackles? Um, are, are, are you guys privy to that kind of information? What's your take on that? You know, it's a, it's a good question. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I don't know if there's a specific answer to that. Sure. Um, I would, you know, I think part of it, I, I would venture to say some of it's got to be seen, at least. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, Mike Hank, which the now former defensive coordinator, really had all different tricks up his sleeve and little ways to disguise things. You know, it's truly a, a master of attention to detail. So I would think that that's more of a him. So it didn't look like he played in the, uh, in the bowl game against Auburn. Um, is there a story behind that? Did he opt out or uh, did he just not play? Well, he, he put his name in the portal after the Big Ten championship game, which was, okay. you know, almost two weeks prior to that. So no, um, no Northwestern player who put his name in the portal after the Big Ten Championship game played in the Stickers Bowl. I understand. I gotcha. So he's listed at 6'4", 250. Um, that could be kind of small on the defensive line from time to time. Has that ever been an issue, or has he just kind of been just a pass rusher, so it hadn't really mattered? Yeah, I, I would say I would say more of the latter, in, in that he's again he's he's got he's got quickness and he's got good moves and. Um, you know, again, he's why he's really more meant for the the edges. But he, you know, there's also a world in which some could say he's like kind of a hybrid linebacker in a way. Okay. Now, I don't, I, I never really saw that throughout his time at Northwestern. I think they really just used him as a more of a specialty rusher. And then, as far as what he was able to do off the field in regards to you know his presence in the locker room, 
He's a redshirt sophomore last year, and he's able to be a grad transfer. Usually there's a correlation for guys who go in and work hard in the classroom and, you know, also being good in the locker room. Is that the way you guys kind of know Eku as far as your time covering him? It's a good guy off the field as well? Yeah, I mean, always was very respectful of media. More, more of a quiet guy. He actually, both he and Patty Fisher, towards, towards the end of the season, probably somewhere in the latter half of the season, they were they were asked a question in a press conference about mental health and dealing with not not just you know during the pandemic but as a college athlete and they were very open especially about you know just what it's like to be a college athlete and I think that was really enlightening from him when it comes to graduating in three years he's not the only Northwestern player to do that there were quite a few actually just based on if they were early enrollees you know if they enroll in the January, theoretically, before they were going to be at Northwestern, that helped speed them up. And if they take um, summer classes, which many football players do, sure. you find a lot of them who are able to graduate in you know three years. Sure. Eli, thank you so much for joining the show on short notice. Really, really appreciate it. Where can uh, all these Auburn folks find you uh, Find you on social media and all of your work? Yeah, so I'll, do, I'll give it the Inside NU account. We're at just Inside NU, one word on Twitter. And uh, InsideNU.com, we are the uh, SB Nation uh, community team site uh, covering Northwestern. Holy student run. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. You have a good one. Thank you. Good stuff from Eli. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. One of my best friends in the world came down from Birmingham to hang out with us. He's, um, he's our daughter's um, godfather, so he tries to come down at least once a month to spend some time with her. And uh, we were about to go grab a lift, go grab a you know a quick workout. And he's like, "Man, I'm I'm kind of craving something uh, something sweet, but I don't want to like kill my workout. You know, a workout coming up in like 20, 30 minutes." And I'm like, "Dude, I got you." And he listens to the show, and he's like, "You're about to give me a built bar, aren't you?" I'm like, "Actually, yeah, <laughs> I am." Funny you asked. And he's like, "Dude, that's awesome. What flavors do you have?" I'm like, "I got all kinds." He ended up going with the mint chocolate, and he thought it was delicious. And I told him that's actually perfect because I don't really like mint flavored things. And so I wouldn't even be able to enjoy it. So he loved it. He loved it. But they've got a 18 amazing flavors, caramel, brownie, apple, almond, crisp, coconut, almond, mint, brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, all kinds of things. And I told him like, dude, you're good. Cause we got a box of um, the dark chocolate cookie dough. And we also just got an assorted flavors box. And so he's looking at them and he's like, well, some of these aren't chocolate. I'm like, dude, they're all chocolate. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. And he's like, oh, that's great. But they're soft and easy to chew. He loved it. You can love it too. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to talk about this Jaron Handy tweet. Auburn's defensive end, who wears 55. That's what Leota wore at Northwestern. So, number watch there. I hope we keep the trend of, like, defensive players on the line wearing single-digit numbers. I think that'd be great. So, that's what I'm hoping for there. But yeah, number watch there. Both these guys were 55. But he tweeted over the weekend, quote, I absolutely love my new coaches. Best decision I ever made. Thank you, Auburn. Y'all did listen. We heard all this controversy. 
all this controversy about, you know, the coaching search, and a lot of it pointed to Kevin Steele. Some people have said those reports were overblown. Some people haven't. Whatever. Doesn't matter. What Because this did happen. Players did tweet out frustration. And some of those players aren't here anymore. Some of them went to the draft. But that did happen. There was frustration on social media. Was it overblown? I don't know. But it did happen. And Handy tweeting this out, I think, says something. Now, should he tweet it out? I don't know. I can't imagine Harson's the guy that's fired up about it. But good for him. One, I'm glad he's happy. Two, we talked about it on Thursday and Friday last week. The guy will be playing for him. I'm a huge fan of this Nick Eason hire. I think it's great. Mentioned it earlier in the show. There's a chance that, that had to do with something with Leota coming uh, coming to Auburn. I I am very, very high on Nick Eason. And obviously, he'll be playing for Derek Mason, which is every Auburn fan's favorite hire of the offseason. doesn't matter who all you guys like in that regard. He's, I understand why he loves his new coaches. And nothing against Rodney Gardner and Kevin Steele, but change of scenery is nice from time to time. And I think both of these guys are going to really help this defensive line get better. I, I really, really do. So, I'm glad he's happy. I'm glad that he's happy. All right, let's talk about this Auburn basketball loss over uh, over the weekend. They played second-ranked Baylor. I think that ranking is baloney. That is the best team in college basketball. They're incredible. They are a machine on both sides of the court. It's like, I mean, suffocating defense, and they can score from all over the place. I was blown away by how good they are. And uh, I'm happy for Davion Mitchell. And I know some Auburn fans are like, I ah, shouldn't have left. You know, he'd have a Final Four. I'm like, no, this dude is killing it. This dude is absolutely killing it. And Bruce Pearl called him the best defender in college basketball, you know, in the pregame show. And boy, he was, he was really, really good on Saturday evening. So Jalen Williams was Auburn's best player on the court. I know that's blasphemous to say. Sharif didn't look good on Saturday. He was in a situation that he has not been in before. And that's okay. It's going to take time. But uh, Jalen Williams, he played 30 minutes. He was 7 of 10 from the floor, 3 of 6 from behind the arc. He scored 17 points. He was Auburn's best scorer. He was Auburn's most efficient scorer. And you're starting to see him get more and more comfortable from deep. And that's a big deal. In fact, if you had told me going into Saturday's game that Jalen Williams is going to go 7 of 10 and score 17 points, I would have said Auburn was either going to win or it was going to be dang close. It was going to be closer than 12 points. And by the way, those 12 points, that game was... that Baylor won that game by the most convincing 12 points I have ever seen, just with what they did in the second half. It was crazy. Um, Sharif Cooper, we got to talk about him. 33 minutes, 6 of 17 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. And he just didn't look good. He just didn't look good. And that's... That's um, that's all there is to it. How many turnovers did he have? He had four turnovers. Alan Flanagan didn't have his best game. Three of 14 from the floor, 11 points. Then Jamal Johnson. He didn't score any points against Missouri and Auburn's win at home over 12th ranked, then 12th ranked Missouri. 0 for 4 from the floor. I think he was 0 for 6 from the floor Tuesday night. You don't want that from your starting uh, shooting guard, which then kind of makes you ask the question, because I don't think Powell's coming back this year. Until he is lining up and the, the report is, hey, he's better and he's good, I'm just going to assume he's not coming back this year. So then you got to ask the question, okay, well, at what point do you say Devin Cambridge deserves a chance to start 
for Auburn. 25 minutes, four for 11 from the floor. He didn't make a three, but he still found a way to score 10 points. That is way more productive, and I like what he does defensively way more than what Jamal does. So at what point do you have to ask the question, okay, this is uh, we, we got to make a change at who's starting? Or at least, you know, drastically change the minutes. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Auburn... I mean, they just went against a buzz a buzzsaw that was, you know, Baylor Baylor's basketball team. I don't think it's gonna wreck us by any means going forward. Because when you look at Auburn's schedule coming up, they got Georgia home tomorrow at six o'clock. Thank goodness midweek tips at six o'clock. Then you've got Auburn hosting Ole Miss Saturday on ESPN two. They go to Vanderbilt, they go to Kentucky, they host Mississippi State. And then they go to Baton Rouge. Auburn should win their next five games. And then their road trip to LSU is very winnable. Florida at home is very winnable. Tennessee, they're good. But Bruce Pearl, ever since he's come to Auburn, has been able to beat Tennessee. And that game's at home on a Saturday. And then you wrap up the season going to Tuscaloosa to play an Alabama team that looks vulnerable for the first time in several weeks. So you look at the rest of the schedule... And Auburn may only lose two or three more games this year. They're in a very, very good spot. So let's just keep that in mind as we kind of look at where the current record is and moving forward. Auburn's in a good spot. Auburn's in a good spot. And I think they're going to win the majority of their games convincingly moving forward because there's just a lot of teams. I don't know. The SEC is very top heavy. And then there's a big drop off. And so we'll see. We'll see. Let me know if you agree or not. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be joined by Charlie Five for Charlie Tuesdays. We're going to be talking about the defensive hires on this new coaching staff, kind of um, having a part two of what we did last Tuesday. I should, I should say Tuesday. But yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to rank Zach Etheridge very high, Nick Eason very high. I like Jeff Schmetting. Of course, Derek Mason. I, I love this defensive staff. I don't know how I'm going to rank it. How would you rank it? 205-502-4285. Send a text, voicemail, or tweet us. I'm on Twitter as E. Black. We'll be shows on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. This has been Locked on Auburn. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.